Are you ready for phenomenal thought leadership from the most well-respected leaders in industry? Join us for stellar conversations and sound advice from trailblazers who have a passion for excellence. Learn best practices that will catapult the culture of your company into a new level of greatness. Welcome to Great Companies, Great Leaders. Your host is Christine Gannon. We are so honored today to have Jay Corey with us. I can't, I can't even tell you how thrilled I am that he has joined our podcast today. Jay Corey is an experienced CEO who's passionate about helping leaders make a greater impact and solve problems through high-performing coaching, training, and consulting. He has over 25 years of CEO and executive leadership experience in building ministries and managing nonprofits, including Phoenix Rescue Mission, and the Atlanta Mission. He served on the board of many nonprofits, national and regional association. He was also appointed by two Arizona governors to serve on state commissions and councils. He's known as a visionary leader and for his innovation in designing effective solution-based programs for community issues. He's a, he has a graduate, um, he's a graduate from Furman University, but he has an MBA from Clemson. He's also an ordained minister, and he lives in Phoenix with his beautiful wife, Chrissy, who's a teacher and also an author. So, Jay, welcome. So glad you could you could join us today. Thanks, Christine. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm excited about this. So you held a webinar earlier in the year called What Makes a Great Leader. Talk to us a little bit about what your thoughts are on what makes a great leader. What are two or three things that are critical? Well, I would maybe back up a step and just say that leadership development is absolutely crucial, in my opinion. That's uh, in this day and time. I mean, all you got to do is turn on the TV and see we got a definite leadership deficit. And uh, so I, I was just really moved and passionate about how I could be part of the solution to that and to uh, use my experience and strengths. And, uh, and, and I'm a student of leadership. And so that uh, so we could really help develop, uh, improve the leaders of today, but also help the develop uh, develop the leaders of tomorrow. I, I think you know, we, you know, what makes a good leader? Uh, definitely, integrity is the word that stands out as number one for me. I think that uh, authentic, you know, authentic, um, someone who you can trust. Uh, they mean what they say. They say what they mean. They shoot straight. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, people can spot the artificial real quick. Uh, yeah. And so they project the artificial when they're dealing with somebody that's artificial. So nothing really actually gets done of authenticity. So uh, integrity, uh, you know, um, trust is absolutely huge. Um, I've done some, uh, I've taken some teams through some books regarding the development of trust in cultures. And I just, uh, you know, it's, it's an equity. It's a, it's, 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 uh, it can't be replaced. Uh, you know, if um, you have trust, you can go a long way. If you don't, you're not going to get very far. That is so true. I mean, that really is the grounding element to every relationship, including just leading teams. So, so, I want to talk to you about trust in the context of natural leaders. So are they born or developed? Because I have an opinion about it. But but when you talk about trust and integrity, 
you know, can you really teach someone to be integrate and, and trustworthy or is it inherent in good leaders? I think we're fooled by that. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think there's a, a lot of people believe that leaders are born. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and again, I would agree that there are some personality types that kind of um, appear to move to the top. Uh, so they might get natural leadership assignments and stuff like that. It doesn't mean they're good leaders. Uh, you know, right. I, I think we've seen recently uh, people that actually can accomplish and achieve a whole lot, but have absolutely, uh, I would say, are very poor leaders um, in terms of mobilizing. You know, leadership is influence. I am a John Maxwell advocate. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I am a, uh, uh, certified with John Maxwell. I, I think he's one of the best, if not the he best. He is. And, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Leadership is influence, uh, nothing right. more, nothing less. And so, um, you know, I, I think that um, leadership is developed. It requires commitment, uh, nature and nurture. Again, I think that there are some platforms that uh, or personality types that might, in a worldly definition of leadership, a charismatic personality or something like that might appear to be a good leader, but that's not what makes a good leader. So uh, I think that it's a, it's, it, it's a field of study. It is a discipline. Character, develop, it is, uh, character development can be achieved. Uh, it is also requires hard work and discipline. So leaders are developed. And uh, we've seen in this past year, uh, you know, I mean, the emergence of some, uh, some fall, the fall of some leadership and the emergence of new leadership, because adversity actually really shows people what they're really made of. So it's so true. That is so true. I'm thinking about a couple of things you said in terms of, you know, not not everyone is cut out for leadership, because if you're not ready to do the work and invest the time and the effort to, to develop yourself as a great leader, you really should step away from that kind of role. I'm thinking, you know, back in my career, the, the process used to be, it may still be, but I don't know how strongly, but the process used to be, if you did a really great job at your job, you were promoted mm -hmm. and you were promoted to a leadership role. It doesn't mean you're a great leader. It just means that maybe you had integrity and maybe you had follow through but it doesn't mean you could lead a team of people. And so I just remember being in so many situations thinking, this person does not want to be managing people. They were great at their other job. You know, it doesn't mean you can be a great leader just because you do good work. Yeah, I think that uh, in, in the corporate world, I think many people make a mistake for promoting your, your top salesman to sales manager. Right. Uh, when that might not be their thing. It's a, it's, it's a whole different thing, requires a whole different set of skills. And I've seen a lot of damage being done by that. Uh, so I, I think that uh, your natural giftedness in one particular area that may make you stand out uh, in that particular area, whether it's knowledge or whatever. So that happens in church all the time. Uh, the you know uh, a person that uh, might be the most dynamic, most be the most charismatic, but are they really spiritually mature enough to be an elder, for example? Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. So true. 
we promote without maybe considering the position, you know? Exactly. So I'm going to, I'm going to change topics a little bit, but stay obviously on the topic of leadership, but let's talk a little bit about culture. It seems like a leader has an inherent responsibility to drive the culture. And, you know, we can just look across locally and nationally organizations that have great leadership and great cultures. But, but talk to me a little bit about your perspective in terms of what's a leader's responsibility in driving and shaping a culture? Leaders got to own it. I mean, that's, that <coughs> is, if not the top, certainly one of the, the top focal points of a leader. A leader has to own developing. There has to be purposeful, focused action. Uh, to me, it's, it's, it's part, it should be a strategy of every strategic plan with action steps and goals. Um, a culture there, I mean, we're in, we live in 2021. There's assessment tools that can assess uh, corporate culture, church cultures, uh, any, anytime there's a group. Uh, so you can assess the culture of your organization. You want to look at, you know, uh, all kind of different variables, but uh, uh, the the leader has to own that. The leader has to drive that. The leader has to be the most sensitive person. Uh, so you know, you got to keep your focus on the on the vision and on the future, but you got to have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in your organization, because a a toxic or or a poor culture can destroy an organization no matter how good how good it looks on the outside. And those assessments, <coughs> for the most part, facts don't lie, right? Yeah. So an assessment right. is a great tool, which you offer, to really show so many things, not only about an individual, but a company. And I think those, I love assessments. I have used yeah. most of my adult life because they really show you where things are at. You may you may like it, you may not like it, but it's fact-based. It's It's really not... An opinion. Yeah, I think I'd like to challenge anybody on it's okay. So you go to the doctor's office. The first thing you're going to do is do an assessment. You go, right. you go to, you, you know, when you're in the first grade, you're getting, you're, you're doing an assessment and reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? I mean, you're everywhere. You have to find out where you are. But when it comes to this, you know, ah, I don't really know. I mean, you know, all this time you know, doing this assessment stuff, is it really going to do any good? Well, I'm telling you, if you're not aware of what your strengths are and you're not aware of the strengths and weaknesses, perhaps of the team that you're a part of and how you uh, fit together with others and what's your sweet spot and what's their sweet spot, uh, that requires, that requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of self-awareness and uh, to me, assessments are done in every other discipline. I'm, a, I'm a, also a master addiction counselor. I don't practice, but, you know, when I'm working with, historically, when I work with clients, first thing you do is an assessment. You do a comprehensive assessment to find out where they are, uh, what, what the nature of the problem is, what are their strengths, what are, their, what, what, uh, what are the obstacles for their success, what, what uh, resources can you bring to the table to help them. It's the same thing here. Uh, and I think that, um, and I challenge that uh, anytime I'm working with somebody that might be assessed, assessment resistant, right? You know, do you really not want to know what makes you tick? You know, I, I don't know how you're going to get to your the realization of the vision if you don't know where you're at today. 
Exactly. Because how can you put a plan in for how you're going to get there if you don't know where you're starting? So I I hear you. I I talk to people all the time about assessments and and some of the resistance is the time or or the financial commitment related to it, which I don't think is outrageous. Right. But I, I don't know how you I don't know how you arrive at the highest potential of your organization or your people if you don't if you don't know where you're at. So I appreciate assessments and we could probably do a whole session just on this. Yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about leadership during COVID. You know, we're in a really unique time. We're, it's to your earlier point, it's bringing out the best and the worst in leaders, um, yeah. really showing us leaders. Talk to us about, you know, if I'm a leader in this environment, what, what do I need to do to be successful? How can mm-hmm. I best lead my team during this crisis? Yeah, so I, I like the saying that a good crisis or a time of adversity has a tendency to introduce a leader to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know it, it's kind of like in your face. Uh, yeah. What was it? Harry Truman says the buck stops here. I've got I've got no, you know, where can I turn? I mean, I've got to deal with this. This is this is on my plate. Uh, so this, you know, on a, a little side note, this is the first time in my career where I haven't really been leading an agency uh, during a period of crisis. Um, you know, as I stepped out from. 30 plus years of running rescue missions and recovery programs and, uh, you know, kind of entered into this consultant practice. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's like I sent out an email to I sent out an email to just all kind of different people saying, you know, hey, hey, I'm available. You know, this is the first time that I haven't been driving an organization, other, you know, through a time. But I quickly realized that uh, I could be a big help to a lot of people during this time. Uh, so, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, a, a, a leader is always looking for why not? Well, how, how can I get in, in the game? What can I do? Uh, and so I've worked with some smaller nonprofits and one fairly large uh, uh, Christian ministry uh, during this season, still working with them now. And, uh, you know, it's it's. The neat thing, the, the, the silver lining in this is it removes a lot of the reasons why you didn't do stuff before. You know, it's like when you've got to make a change in yeah. order to survive, uh, it, it seems like it limits your options. But actually, that's good because a lot of those options you either wouldn't have ever done or they wouldn't have worked. So it forces you to be creative. It forces you to um, to think outside the box. Um, right. I, 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 as I said earlier, I'm a John Maxwell fan, and I'm a certified with that organization as well as other organizations. And you know, I think that uh, one of the things that really blessed me being a part of that is he he got on. Uh, he, he, he started churning out videos. Uh, he did a series on leading through adversity, leading through crisis. And so I took his stuff and my sister and I turned it into webinars and masterminds and, you know, just started trying to broadcast out how, uh, you could, uh, you know, how we could be of help during this time and, and, you know, how to maybe help people walk through it. Um, so um, you know, adversity, as I said before, 
has a tendency to introduce the leader to themselves. And, you know, stepping up is huge. Yeah, uh, so, so, you know, everybody uh, that hopefully has the right heart and wants to help people is, you know, looking, how can I help? How can I be a part of the solution? What can I do with the talents and giftedness and resources God has entrusted to me? What can I do to be the best steward during this time? And I really like that John Maxwell, you know, I mean, he's like one of the most sought after speakers there is. I mean, he's booked solid all the time. And, you know, his, his schedule got canceled everywhere. <laughs> and so he devoted his energy to producing uh, a video, some video series that my sister and I actually took and did webinars and masterminds are uh, on to, uh, to help leaders navigate through this season. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to talk in just a minute about where they can find all of your services, all the great stuff that you're talking about, because I think our audience would be super interested to know how to connect with you. But, but I want to ask you one last question. Sure. In order for leaders to really thrive, they need to take care of themselves, right? They have to invest in themselves. And it's not only training and coaching, but, but what are some things that you think really keep a leader grounded? Well, I think that uh, having, you know, again, I, you know, I, I do think that I'm somewhat the expert. I think expert actually is somebody that's made a whole lot of mistakes <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can write the book on what not to do. I think that, uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you've got to take care of yourself. If you're not leading yourself, you can't lead other people. Right. I mean, you're going to be very limited if you're not leading yourself. So I think, you know, uh, with my faith perspective, you know, that's, uh, you know, to me, it's three-dimensional, right relationship with God, right relationship with yourself, right relationship with others, making sure your priorities are in order. Um, you know, I have a definite, ha- definitely have a workaholic tendency. I can ease into that very quickly. Uh, so it's very important to, uh, you know, have your priorities in order, have people that can speak into your life, that you're giving them permission uh, to speak into your life. I think we're always receiving and always giving uh, healthy organisms reproduce. We're like rivers of living water. So, I mean, you got, it flows. So I think it's important for everybody to have a coach slash mentor in their life, at least one. And I think every healthy, uh, every healthy person needs to have somebody that they're pouring into. Uh, so, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, uh, you know, we all know what to do. The question is, do we do it? I mean, we eat right. Do we get plenty of rest? Uh, you know, am I, am I having a good quiet time? Am I working on my spirituality? And because if you don't do that and, and you're drained and somebody that's drained and poured totally out with the best intentions in the world has no life to give anybody. No. And so, you know, you, you quickly lose your value in addition to your health. Absolutely. Well, listen, this has been fantastic. I, I feel like you've given our listeners so many gold nuggets that they can implement <laughs> immediately. Let's, let's leave them with some info on how they can find you, Jay. Where can they best find you and what, what would they find when they find you? Okay, uh, so yeah, just go to my website. It's uh, J-A-Y-A-C-O-R-Y-J-A-Corey.com. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I provide uh, uh, 
I, I basically help leaders and organizations uh, improve their impact, make greater impact through high performance coaching, training, and consulting. Uh, I love coaching. I love training. I love pouring in. Uh, my focus is not exclusive, but I mean, you know, having worked in the social sector ministry, my almost my whole career, I really focus on with churches and nonprofits. I do work with for-profit organizations as well, but I just want to see everybody make a greater impact and for for everybody to have a a personal plan for leadership development and a pathway inside of their organization for leadership development. All that stuff's on my website. Uh, So if you go to jacorey.com, Corey Leadership Group. Fantastic. I'm going to drop it in the in the comments below on our YouTube channel too, so everyone can find it. But Jay, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being here and thank you for imparting wisdom. And, uh, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, it was my privilege. Thank you. Brightworks Consulting hosts this podcast and YouTube channel to spotlight the leadership around the world that is changing lives. Brightworks offers a myriad of consulting services in the public and private sector, to include diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions for any size company. You can find us at www.brightworksconsulting.com. We're honored to have Best Companies AZ as a presenting sponsor for this podcast. Best Companies AZ is your number one source for regional employer branding. You can find them at www.bestcompaniesaz.com.